Because when you turn now to Matthew, the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 5, Matthew 5, 13, it says the following, Matthew 5, 14, you are the light of the world, a town built on a hill, Again, a town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light up a lamp and put it under a bow. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds, and glorify your Father in heaven. Just like now, I be walking, Sylvia, walking on your screen here, the light of God, celebrating with the bishop. As you see on your screen now, Sylvia walking, and they are celebrating. That is the light Jesus commanded the church to emit to the dark world. You see very senior, senior deputy Bishop Kunyali there and General Chaka. And you see a lot of bishops, now the whole village has come to a stop because the light of Jesus is shining. Okay, the, the light of God is shining and the whole village is turned. They are following the light of Christ. And so when Jesus defined and said, it is the light. I am the light of the world. It was one of the ways in which he wanted to define who his true disciples would be. But you too, if you are his true disciples, you must shine the light of the blood of Jesus. And jump, jump 
leap like one bread calf released from their stalls. The light that the church ought to emit. The book of Psalm Peter chapter 2. That the true disciples of Christ emit the light of Christ. We saw that they are fully submitted to the Lord. And totally obedient to the Lord. That they are heavenly focused. That they are righteous. They pursue holiness. They have a holy living. They are above reproach. They are compassionate. They are forgiving. They are gracious. They are servant leadership. They are servants of the people like Jesus was. They are loving like Jesus was. They are serious commitment to Jesus. They are prayerful. They are gentle. They are humble. They are patient. They have endurance. They have self-control. They have embraced the suffering like Jesus did. They are fearless. Courageous. Appreciative. They are wise. They are responsible. They are merciful. They are attentive to the Lord. They are kind. They are decisive on the matter of eternity. They are resilient. They are very observant on the word and on what God is saying. Faithful. They are godly. They have integrity. They have excellence in service. They are available to service. They are dependable. They are sincere. They are valuable to the kingdom of God. They are inspiring when you look at them and walking with a cripple. They inspire you. They are determined on in heaven and the mission of Christ. They are generous. They are destructive. They are virtuous, submissive, diligent. They are confident, joyful in everything they are doing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They wear the stripes of the Messiah. The true disciples of Christ. Today we are number two. Federation. I can say Spasiba. Spasiba. In Russia. Hallelujah. This is very powerful. Very, very mighty. In a very mighty way. And so he's defining his disciples here. In a very powerful I know there's a flickering going on here. In a very powerful way. He's defining his disciples. Now everything is stable, don't move it. He's defining his disciples. It's flickering, somebody. It's a wire. It's, hallelujah, there is a wire that's not connected, right? But anyway, continue. It says, Pastor Peter, the disciples 
darkness of Christ must shine the light of Christ. Because he said, I am the light of the world. Then he turned around and said, you are the light of the world. We are stable now. First Peter chapter 2. First Peter chapter 2 verse 9. The church that are the disciples, the true disciples of Jesus, the true followers of Jesus. He says, First Peter chapter 2 verse 9. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who calls you out of into the wonderful, his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy from the Lord. That the church, that is the true disciple of Christ, the true Christian, the true follower of Jesus, does not walk in darkness, but has been removed from darkness and is now walking in the light of Christ. Colossians chapter 1 verse 12. 
and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of His holy people in the kingdom of light. And so if Jesus is the light of the world and you say you are a Christian, then the first question you ought to be asking yourself, am I shining the light of Christ? If I am a true believer, a true follower of Christ, am I really shining the light of Christ? I say today is a moment of reckoning. A moment for reflecting. Acts chapter 26 verse 33. As I finish this introduction as we begin tonight. Again Acts chapter 26. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have a shot right there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so, it's very clear that the Lord is saying you are the light of the world. The book of Psalm 27. Psalm 27 verse 1. It says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Who shall I fear? So he's equating the light Jesus brought to salvation. So therefore he's saying that if Jesus is full of the light of God and you are his followers, his disciples, born again, Christian, then he's saying that you ought to have received that salvation of life. That the light is the salvation you behold. And therefore, he's saying that those who are his true followers, they behold his salvation of grace. And the salvation of grace has certain hallmarks, benchmarks, must be holy and righteous, committed, reverent, submissive, obedient to God's mission, following Christ faithfully, Disciples. 
nani mahali ambapo iwapo uwezi kubeba msalaba wake na kumfuata kama uwezi kwa mwanafunzi wake and we saw that the first requisite step is that you must submit totally under the authority of Jesus. Na tuliona ya kwamba hatua ya kwanza kabisa inayohitajika ni ya kwamba ni lazima ujisalimishe kikamilifu chini ya mamlaka ya Yesu. And the second requirement we saw. Na ile hitaji la pili tuliona is that after submitting then you must now learn from him. Learn from Jesus. Begin to imitate him. When he shines the light, you also shine the light. Ni ya kwamba when he raises cripples, you also raise cripples. Ni ya kwamba baada ya kujisalimisha sasa kwa mamlaka ya Yesu lazima uanze kujifundisha toka kwake ujiumuige uji, yeye ili kwamba upate kumfuata wakati ambapo anaangaza nuru ya Kristo wao pia uangaze nuru ya Kristo akiinua viwete wao pia uinue viwete and the reason of people I'm talking now generally in terms of the church na kuinua viwete nazungumza sasa kwa jumla kwa kanisa because it's, it's obvious that yes only certain they can only lay the anointing on you to do that kwa sababu iko dhahiri kabisa ya kwamba anaweza kukuwa kati upako huo wewe kibinafsi ili kupata kufanya hilo so it's not like everybody has to i'm just saying the church that is the disciple of christ you'll see cripples getting up and walking there kimsingi ninasemea kwamba kanisa ambalo ni wanafunzi wa kristo basi utaona viwete wakisimama wanafunzi wa kweli wa kristo utaona viwete wakisimama pale na kutembea haleluya haleluya and so you if, if jesus is holy you must also pursue holiness if jesus is righteous you must also live in righteousness let us begin step by step blessed people with the book of mark mark chapter 14 and there is a conversation that i mentioned last time we were here on friday and i say that the present generation of church they have not well understood well perceived true meaning of being born again being a christian christ follower as you will see again from the book of 1 corinthians chapter 4 when we get there And look at what they were aspiring for. 
it's possible that the hour may be passed from him. He was so distressed and troubled. And he said his soul was overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of Death. Can you imagine? He say to them, stay and keep watch. Going a little further, he fell to the ground and prayed that if possible, the hour might pass from him. Because their eyes were hazy. 
They did not know what to say to him. And returning at that time, he said to them, Are you still sleeping? And resting. Enough. The hour has come. Look, the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Let us rise and go. Here comes my betrayer. This is very powerful. The travail that the Messiah went through on the earth. And he says that you as Christians, you cannot drink from this cup. It's too heavy. Only the Messiah can drink from this cup. Again, 
The Book of Psalms. Tena kitabu Zaburi. Real quick now, 75. Kwa haraka 75. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In our introduction tonight. Katika utangulizi wetu siku wa leo. The Book of Psalms 75. Kitabu cha Zaburi 75. Says the following. Anasema yafuatayo. It says verses 7 and 8. Anasema kwenye mstari wa 7 na 8. Watu kete uri together. Mkipika tu pale tutasoma pamoja. Says it is good. Sorry, sorry. It's God who judges. Anasema bali ni Mungu ndiye ahukumuye. He brings one down and exalts another. Kumshusha huyu na kumkweza mwingine. In the hand of the Lord is a cup. Kwa nani mwa Bwana kuna kikombe? Full of foaming wine mixed with Prices. And he is describing the cup of the wrath of God. Let me share with you this vision of the Lord. The year was 2005. And I was holding a conference in Dodoma, Tanzania. The conference of pastors in Dodoma, Tanzania. And while I was there, that night, I saw the visions of God. And this is what the Lord showed me. I saw God the Holy Spirit. Heaven opened. The super glorious life eternal. And he was descending from heaven. When heaven opened, he was descending with his wings. Descending like that from heaven. A 
and meeting in Mbea, and meeting in Moshi, and many other towns. I was going all over Tanzania. And at that time, government was involved, so the provincial commissioners were organizing and they were seated in the meeting. So when I got to Dodoma, this is what the Lord showed me in the dream at night. Remember, we went up to the border with Zambia and But at Dodoma, then, the Lord shows me, God the Holy Spirit, super white dove, carrying a super white glorious cup, descending from heaven that opens. <laughs> coming down like that, flapping his, flapping his wings, coming down. Jesus already drank of this cup 
on your behalf. I'm going to bring a warning to the church today. That if you continue in sin and apostasy, you will have to drink of this cup like the sinners, like the rebellious. The book of Isaiah chapter 51 verse 17. It says the following. Awake, awake. Rise up, Jerusalem. You who have drunk from the hand of the Lord. The cup of his wrath. You have drained it to its dregs. The complex that makes people stagger. When the wrath was coming to Jerusalem. And because Jerusalem refused to listen to Yahweh, their Savior. Now the Lord proclaimed, pronounced on them that they should now drink from the cup of the wrath of God. That's why it's very important to understand who are the true disciples of Christ You will not go unpunished. 
You must drink it. Why should you go unpunished? Says if those who do not deserve to drink the cup must drink of it. Why should you go unpunished? Tremendous. So in defining his disciples, he exonerated them from drinking from the cup of the wrath of God that I saw. And that takes us straight to the book of First Corinthians chapter 4 now. After that very brief introduction about the cup of the wrath. Let us see what that translates now. In what life you ought to live that you may never be called upon to drink from the cup of the dreadful wrath of Yahweh. Hallelujah. So he says the following. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 8 to 12. Now I am going to define to you the true Christians, the true disciples of Christ, based on what we have imported from the travail in Gethsemane. And then on the cross, when he finally drank from the cup of the wrath of Yahweh, how should that translate to the Christian believer that they may never be called upon at any one time again to drink from that cup that Jesus drank on their behalf? How ought you then to believe? To live? How ought you then to live? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. Yes, and so he's saying, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, 1 Corinthians 4, reading 8 and 12. Already you have all you want. Already you have become rich. You have begun to reign. And that without us, how I wish that we also reign with you. In other words, how I wish that you were right. That we too may reign with you. It seems to me that God has put us apostles, put us apostles on display. At the end of the procession, like those condemned to die in the arena, we have been made a spectacle to the whole universe. To angels as well. Human being. We are fools for Christ. 
And again I'm coming to the present church. Just follow me on this now. Tena nakuja kwa kanisa la sasa hivi ni kwateni tu kwa hili. A lot of wealth and technology and culture it became even a cultural center. Utajiri mwingi kabisa na teknolojia hata ikafanyika mahali pa utamaduni. The tourist industry was big. Hata taaluma ya wale wasafiri wengi walikuwa pale. Restaurant hotels were booming. Mikahawa hoteli zilikuwa zinanawiri kabisa. Information was exchanged. Hata mawasiliano yalikuwa
Like you see in the present day church. They now settled. I can see that you have already, you have already everything you want. Just translate me. I can see that you have already what you everything you want. And he could see very clearly that they were settled and comfortable. Like a church which has reached eternity. And that's why God spoke to them in such a sarcastic way. In other words, it was very surprising. The tricks the devil uses in the church today. But that's why when you see the present day church, same thing. They are settled, they are living a life in a plane, a settled life in the church. And in that condition of comfort and feeling like it's called the, the target feeling syndrome, if you will. Target, the, tar, the, the, the target feeling syndrome. Target feeling, feeling for the room. Target feeling syndrome. That is like somebody going out to look for a job. Ah, 
wondered. How the Bible, why the Bible promises the latter glory. The latter glory. And yet when you look at the present day church. She's lower. Her glory. She, she, she has no glory. She's lower than the first church. And yet the Bible promised that the latter rain will be greater than the Pentecost. Have you ever wondered as to why the present day church is at a much lower position that she ought to be, ought to be at this hour? They have changed the gospel also. 
Kanisa injili pia. If you look at second Timothy. Ukiangalia Timotheo wa pili. The book of second Timothy chapter 4. Kitabu cha Timotheo wa pili sura ya 4. When you read verses 3 and 4. Ukisoma mstari wa 3 na 4. He says the following. Anasema yafuatayo. He says for the time will come. Anasema kwa maana wakati utawadia. When people will not put up with sound doctrine. Ambapo watu hawatakubaliana na mafundisho yenye uzima. That is the apostasy and complacency that has entered the church today. Whereby they feel they have arrived. They cannot make any extra effort. They don't think about stepping out for Jesus. That's why they have fallen away from the Lord's own definition of his disciples. The time will come when people will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead to suit their own desires. They will gather around them a great number of teachers to say what their eating ears want to hear. This is what was happening in the church in Corinth. This is what was happening with the Corinthians. Which shocked the Lord so much. When there is so much work. When they all to pursue righteousness. They are settled to apostasy. Another gospel. Another type of discipleship with Jesus. Which is no discipleship at all. And he says here very clearly. He says verse 4. They will turn their ears away from the truth. And turn aside to myths. But you keep your head in all situations. And your hardship. To do the work of an evangelist. To discharge all duties. All the duties of your ministry. In other words, for you don't be complacent. For you continue pursuing the mission of the Christ. Because there is an apostasy that has entered the church today. And that apostasy as the devil uses it because he sees that you are going to go to heaven. So the best he can do is to ensnare you with the things of the world that you may now settle here. That is what happened in the wealthy city of Corinth and is happening in this generation. And yet I have seen the new Jerusalem. The Lord has shown me the new the city of New Jerusalem, the city of God. And there is nothing on the earth here that is comparable with that city. You can never forfeit that city or anything else. And yet when you look at the church today, 
repeating this scripture in the Bible. They have hewn for themselves the gospel of prosperity. The devil is a liar. He knows that if he can lie to them, to be comfortable in the gospel of the earth, gospel of prosperity. Then he has cut them off from eternity in heaven. So the devil presents a lighter path, a lighter road, what looks lighter to them. And yet at the end there is judgment. A day is coming when the Messiah would come, will come, and will be enthroned on his judgment seat. The white throne judgment. Right now they think that the path in the church, the path they are following, whereby they are not pursuing the cross, they are not pursuing the blood, they are not pursuing holiness. They are not pursuing righteousness. They are not pursuing repentance. They feel that that part of the gospel and the Christianity of prosperity is a lighter part. Right now they feel so. The part they have taken now which is lighter. The devil has lied to them. That they should take a lighter part. Just relax. Just be in the church and relax. Or be in the world and relax. That's why you find the church today is relaxed. And she has blended with the world. And she has settled. But it's a lie of the devil. So when you come to them and you tell them, no, you have to dress holy. Because you're representing the Messiah. Your body is the holy temple of God himself. They begin to say, why bother with that? Even in this ministry, there are some ladies, there are some ladies of sin. When I'm here, you know, I see everything. She's the wife for a bishop. But when she goes to work, she has changed her clothes now. When she's at work, she changes short jacket. She put another skirt. Uh, you know, here I can see even the offices. I see so much. I see everything. So you see that the devil is lying and saying, no, take the lighter path. Take the lighter road. Why should you take the path where the Messiah is drinking a cup, broken with wine and spices, the wrath of God? Why? Why should you travail on the path of the cross?
Leo Pasillas, the pastors, the sheep. Sometimes you see the, the two prophets raising creepers, raising creepers. Right now we've just raised a new one there, walking on your skin. And sometimes you feel that you have arrived. We are better than the others. For us, the cripples are walking. They are dancing. The cripples are walking. They are dancing. So there is a danger of going into complacency. And you are in the same ministry. So there is the danger of thinking that you are together with the prophet. Not at all. The prophets of the Lord are together with the Lord on this one side. They belong to the kingdom of God. That's why you see them doing such wonders, such words in the eyes of this modern generation. Even in and so, sometimes I, I, I read the scripture and look at the church and I see a few because there is a dance going on. There is a dance going on, a victory dance. You feel that they have arrived. Sometimes you, you have a fear that they might feel they have arrived.
hatari kubwa sana itakuwa ni hatari kubwa 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 itakuwa hatari kubwa 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 sana sana mara tatu anasema a risk a high risk ya kwamba kanisa liko hatarini mkubwa a high hatari kubwa kabisa becoming complacent ya kuwa na mazoea because he says already you have all you want kwa sababu anasema kwamba tayari mna chote tu mnachoita in that way apostles will enter the church na katika njia hiyo mwanguko wa imani utasani because you are being given the message of righteousness three times a week and sometimes even more times a week kwa sababu unapewa ujumbe wa uhaki mara tatu na wakati mwingine hata zaidi ya mara tatu kwa wiki. And you might think you have arrived. Kwamba mmefika. Already you have become rich. Tayari mmekuwa matajiri. You have begun to reign. Mmeanza kutawala. And without and that without us. Na sasa bila sisi. How I wish you were right. That we could also reign with you. There is a big danger. Kuna hatari kubwa. To repeat back. For verse 8. Kurudia Biblia kwenye mstari wa 8. First Corinthians chapter 4 verse 8. Sawa kwanza sura ya 4 mstari wa 8. That is the danger that is lacking around the church. Lacking, lacking. That is that is that is that is peeping at the church. That is
the cross, you'll forget about holiness, you'll forget about the blood, and forget about righteousness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Remember the book of Deuteronomy 32, turn with me there. Deuteronomy 32, blessed people. Verse 15, I read together with you. And he says, Jeshurun grew fat and kicked, filled with food. They became heavy and sleek. Jeshurun here is Israel. And then they abandoned the God who made them, God their creator. And rejected the rock, their salvation. The rock, their savior. That is what you see in the present day church. That once they crossed over from the world. And entered the church. Then they felt like they have arrived. If there is any gravest danger, grave. Gravest danger, it is that one. For anyone to feel that they have arrived. Before the Messiah has taken them into glory. So when you look at the present day Christian and church. They are pursuing private aircraft. They are pursuing popularity. The present day church and Christian. They are pursuing the facts of this world. They are settled. They are comfortable. And yet you see the Lord defining his disciples in church. As those who have been rejected by the world, they are in bitter conflict with the world. Contestation. And the devil is lying to you that that is the easier way to live. And yet when you look at the book of Malachi, verses 1 down, surely the day is coming. It will burn like a furnace. All the arrogant and, the, and, the, and every evildoer, all the arrogant and every evildoer, will stumble. The day that is coming will set them on fire. Praise the Lord Almighty. Not a root or a branch will be left to them. In verse 1, I repeat. Surely the day is coming. And it will burn like a furnace. The last time I checked the temperature of a blast furnace, they were talking about 1,700 degrees Celsius. Where they take the big iron and then they shake it into that processing, that amount of heat. And purify it. 
1,700 degrees Celsius. So you can imagine what the Lord is talking about here. But for now, it may sound like that you are sitting comfortable, you are dressed like the world, they are accepting you. That now it may sound like to you the path you have taken. As a Christian. Because now you have many friends, the community accepts you. There, there is no conflict, there is no resistance, there is no persecution. There is no persecution. Nobody is fighting you. So now it may seem simple because you dress like them at work, they accept you. Now it may seem simple because you are settled. Sasa, you are simply living life. But the Lord is saying that surely the day is coming when you now face the cup of the wrath of God. The devil has lied to many Christians today. And he makes them choose a lighter part of the gospel of prosperity. Not knowing that at the end, at the end they are going to pay because he's saying a blast furnace. It will burn like a furnace. A blast furnace. Eternal peace. 
Philip, Jane, will you remember anything about the earth and the suffering and the persecution? He's saying that the devil is a liar. He has lied to the present generation of church. To the extent that now they don't want to hear the truth. The truth is painful. Isaiah 30 verse 10 he says. They said to the seers, see no more vision. And to the prophets, give us no more visions of what is righteous. But tell us pleasant things. Prophesy from lies, deceit, illusion. When you look at this scripture and you look at the present day church, don't you see the mirror image of this scripture playing out today? Don't you see that she's fulfilling? That when you tell them repent, Nigeria repent, they turn away from Nepal repent, Mexico repent, Haiti, Chile repent, Peru, Yushu, China repent, Taiwan repent.
causes them to endure. Turn to the book of Revelation chapter 3. Chapter 3 verses 17. It says, when I saw him, again, Revelation chapter 3, I think you've heard of that was chapter 1. Chapter 3, Chapter 3, I'm reading 17 18. It says the following. You say, I am rich. I have acquired wealth. And do not need a thing. But you, don't, you do not re realize or recognize that you are wretched. Beautiful, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so you may become rich. Then he says, again, counsel you to buy gold refined in fire, become rich. Then he says, and white clothes to wear so that you may cover your shameful nakedness. And also buy from his thumb to put in your eyes that you may see. That is the condition of the present day church. It was the condition of the church in Corinth, in Corinth, the city of Corinth. The Corinthian church. And it is the same scripture repeating itself today. In the present day church, they feel they are wealthy. They are buying private aircraft. Every Christian is looking for prosperity. Touch it, claim it. Touch it, claim it. They are not pursuing righteousness. They have gotten for themselves preachers to tell them what is itching, what is desirable to their ears. So they feel comfortable and wealthy. They are on global Christian TV. They are collecting money there. They are running numbers there for money. They are gathering a lot of money. And they think they are wealthy, so they are proud. They are, they are more worried about successful sons and daughters, family. My son is a lawyer. My daughter is a doctor. Busy with their families. And they forget about the mission of the Christ. Then the Lord says to them here, that when you thought that you are rich or wealthy, he says, you are poor, wretched, you are blind also, and naked. This is not the condition of this church. That when you thought that the way you followed is the better way, out of the devil's life. Then he says the day is coming. When the fire will prove everybody as to what Christianity they had. What 
type of salvation they had. Romans chapter 8:36. Says the following. It is written as it is written. For your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. That is now the identity of the true disciple of Christ in this wicked world. Psalm 71. We don't have much time. The book of Psalm 71. Verse 7. Says the following. Again, Psalm 71, verse 7. Says, I have become a sign to many. You are my strong refuge. Proverb that people quote. The song that drunkards sing at night. Hebrews chapter 10, 33. The disciples of Christ, the followers of Christ, the true Christians. What they go through. Their true identity. Their character. Hebrews chapter 10, 33 says. Says the following. We read together. Sometimes. You were publicly exposed to insults and persecuted. That when you follow Christ well today, you must be publicly subjected to insults and persecuted. At other times, you stood side by side with those who were so treated. You suffered along with those in prison. And joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property. And it goes on and on. Again. Defining the true disciples of Christ in this day and age. What you ought to be blessed people. Hostilities, hostilities, hostilities on end. First Corinthians chapter 1 verse 18. It says, for the message of the cross is foolishness. To those who are perishing. But those who are being saved. It is the power of God. Unto salvation. And so there you go. And he's saying. Now for those of you that take the message of the cross. And be born again. like tools to this world. They upon you like you are, something is wrong with your mind. 
kitu kimeenda mrama na kichwa chako how could you dress like that unawezaje kuvaa namna hiyo and he say na anasema you must suffer in this life ya kwamba lazima mteseke katika maisha haya the book of acts 1718 kitabu cha matendo mitume 17:18 because time is not on our side kwa sababu muda haupo upande wetu we must finish acts 1718 is a kitabu cha matendo mitume 17:18 asema a group of epicurea okay a group of epicurean can you read with me there sameni pamoja nami pale a group of epicurean kikundi a watu wa epicurea and stoic philosophers wasoiko wenye elimu began to debate with him wakaanza kukutana pamoja naye some of them asked baadhi yao wakauliza what is this babla trying to say ja huyu mpayukaji anajaribu kusema nini others remarked wengine wakasema he seems to be advocating for foreign gods inaonekana anasema habari za miungu ya kigeni so you can imagine paul was preaching to them the gospel of the cross kwa hivyo mwaweza kuwazia paulo alikuwa anawahubiria injili ya msalaba and you can see the disconnection na mnaweza kuona kule kukatanisha between the wisdom of this earth kati ya hekima ya ulimwengu huu the philosophy of this world philosophia ya dunia hii the philosophers of this world wana philosophia wa ulimwengu huu and the gospel of truth na injili ya ukweli the gospel of the only salvation of and kind injili ya wokovu wa pekee mwanadamu and this is how they approached They rubbished him. They called him a babbler. If you 
Jesus. It is obvious that the world must insult you, persecute you, and accuse you. I wanted to read this for you. Do not pray evil with evil. Then you give God a chance to pay back. Who knows? Their hearts can change. Then you can win them back to Jesus. I see sometimes very defensive. Right away you are folded Do not repair evil with evil. Or insult with insult. You know that the cloud has settled on the prophets of the Lord, on he who is speaking with you. The cloud of God himself is right on your screen as settled on he that speaks with you. Right away, Randy has put it right there on the screen. And you know that whosoever tries to touch them is touching on God the Father. He they are in the best position ever because they are with God on God's side. Do not repair evil with evil with insults. On the contrary, Bali. repay evil with blessing because to this you were called so that you may inherit the blessings to come. So that you may inherit a blessing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you see the demeanor of the true disciples of Christ? In a generation when everything is on Facebook and Twitter, you say something, they come after you. Hallelujah. He's saying, do not repay evil with evil. The book of Acts chapter 26 verse 24. 26, 24 he says, at this point, Festus interrupted Paul's defense. Listen to what he tells him for preaching the gospel of the cross. You are out of your mind. So if you are a true disciple and follower of Christ, you must face that. You must face that. You must face that. They must insult you. They must reject you. Why? The world is fallen. The world has become a big rebellion against God. So he says, Persecution is a must. 
And yet the present day generation hates persecution. They don't like persecution. Anything else they can take. But not persecution. Second Corinthians chapter 2. Turn with me there. Again, Second Corinthians, I say Second Corinthians chapter 11. I beg your pardon. Verse 19. As we begin to wind down. Second Corinthians 11:19. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. And he says the following. Okay, you gladly put up with fools. Since you are wise. You gladly put up with them. Because you knew that you had the gospel. That Jesus was also pure. That the devil has lied to them. So you are duty bound to bring the gospel to them. You must. You must reach them, blessed people. So why is the present day church in finishing? Why is she in a celebration? In a feast? When she's supposed to be going through persecution in this wicked world. Because she has rejected the Christ. Rejecting the ways of the Christ. Essentially constitutes rejecting the Christ himself. For example. When Jesus set out the path that his disciples would follow. The true citizens of the kingdom of glory he brought. Matthew chapter 5. The present day church rejected it. Matthew 5, he says from verse 3. The poor in spirit. For the kingdom of God is there. Those who mourn. For so they will be comforted. The meek. So poor, mourning, meek. Those are not in the vocabulary of your modern day church. Look at now the identity of that disciple. The true disciples of Christ. The true Christ followers. The citizens of heaven. He says, number one, the poor. Uses the one poor to describe them. Morning to describe them. Meek. Meekness. Describe them. Describe them. Hunger. Describe them. Merciful. Purity of heart. Making peace with your enemies. Accepting to be persecuted. 
list down those characteristics, those traits. Do you find them in the present day church? And that's why sometimes I love it when I'm being persecuted. Of course, I know the higher calling here. If you touch me, the Father will strike you. I know that. That's, that's unfortunate on your side. I know that. Everybody can tell, even a child can tell that. However, how will you ever know that the Lord has sent you to a wicked generation except that they persecute you, that they insult you, that they fight you?
and establish your cross in my heart. And establish your blood in my heart. And cause me to reach out to many people. And be fruitful before you, my Lord Jesus. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. That my steps may be ordered by God. That I may find on that day. That I am among the number. That I am going into the kingdom of God. And not among the number. That I have to drink the cup of the wrath of God. That I may enter the mansion you prepared for me. In the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of God. In the mighty name of Jesus. I am born again. Amen. The Lord bless you. We'll take a short one minute worship break. One worship song. And then after that we'll come with a revival session for the next few uh, probably 50, uh, 65 minutes. Jesus loves you. Yes, the Messiah is coming. And tonight I will command that the cripples get up and walk again. And I will release blessings to the archbishop, to the bishops, archbishops all over the world, the overseers, and the bishops and pastors and the sheep of Christ tonight. In the mighty name of Jesus, I've released those blessings now. Amen. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> 